All right. Well, day late and dollar short, but it is what it is. It is Tuesday. No. Yes. It is Tuesday, March 23, 2021. And the insanity continues apace. I wasn't going to make a video out of this, was going to make strictly audio for, for Anchor because YouTube has grounded me uh, for the grave, grievous sin of reading an article out of Newsweek and making, all right, I made a few editorial comments. I editorialized a little bit. Uh, but Interestingly, the reason that they gave me, um, and maybe I can bring it up in a screenshot or weave it in there somewhere if I have the energy to edit, um, didn't really sleep last night, was researching stuff. Um, they gave me the reason that I, they, the, that I violated their guidelines by promoting content about widespread election fraud. I didn't say, one, I don't know if their their AI algorithms are just not working correctly, uh, or if they have complete retards. I don't care how politically incorrect that is. If they have complete fucking retards working for them, which they do, I'm sure. But it's got to be algorithms and stuff that police all this stuff. I don't even know how they extrapolated that out of the editorializing that I did do. Um, but it hardly matters. I'm grounded. Ball goes well. I come off my grounding on Saturday, and I hope to have a list of videos lined right up and uh, post them, bitches, and then get grounded right away again. But um, I also chose this background, uh, this this Northern Lights background. If you're listening, obviously this means nothing to you, but uh, it. Uh, I, I like it because the green, my green screen isn't working correctly. I don't feel like turning on the bright light that like really makes the green screen do what it's supposed to do because I'm too tired for that. And um, and the green floating around in the form of the, what are they, is it Oriala, Borealis, blah, 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 some shit. Um, it actually looks like it's supposed to be there. So like I'm a glow, I have like a halo of green around me and it makes sense with the background. And therefore, that's why I picked it. I was going to put in my background an emoji of a big steaming pile of shit because a big steaming pile of shit is just so applicable to anything that we could talk about. Yesterday, I missed the episode of covering the beginning of the week news items. Where's my water at here? The beginning of the week... Uh, like I'm stuck with the coffee, which is fine. The beginning of the week news items. Um, and I just don't know what happened. I just, uh, I got tied up. So few things that I wanted to talk about. Um, it's it's uh, honestly like trying to find a new crater on the moon or something um, to, to identify the news stories that make that comparison makes no sense. Yeah, I'm really lacking in sleep. It's not like it was when I was 24 and I could 
get an hour of sleep and still be a superstar, you know, 38, 39 years old. I mean, like I'm thinking it's one o'clock. I'm thinking it's fucking nap time, dude. Seriously. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make it till sunset, which is what I'm going for. Um, there's a few stories that were of paramount importance to me yesterday. So I will cover them today. Um, if I'm able to, I will pull up the New York Times article. Um, so try to do that now. Um, and the Market Watch article was, I can pull up on my phone. It actually links to Wall Street Journal. Um, and it's about uh, the digital dollar. Um, the article that I wanted to pull up um, dun, 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 was regarding the situation in Israel with the green, the green um, badges. So green badges, Israel. Israel is really in a state of uh, a, bad, a bad situation right now. Um, well, it depends on on your, you know, your opinion of it, I suppose. Um, if you are someone like me, who does not wish to have something forced into your body, then um, the developments in Israel are really troubling. Let's look at this one from the Times of Israel. Um, if you're a proponent, then you are probably not understanding why people have any concerns at all, which I made a blog post about this morning called the Two-Tier Society. Uh, it's not very well written because again, I'm tired, but I will read it here um, just to kind of express myself. Uh, after all, it's a blog post. It's, you know, I really don't give a shit if it's grammatically perfect or in any, you know, format that a journalist would uh, consider proper. In fact, I don't even give a shit what any journalist thinks because there's so few of them left, if any. Uh, I also want to say that it's very sad, the passing of Alan Watt. And if people don't know who that is, Alan Watt ran a website and a podcast radio show, so to speak, called um, the, the website was cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And I think that was the podcast too. Still up and running, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Don't know how long it will be there. Um, hugely informative uh, guy. Opened my eyes to a, a lot of things. Um, and he went on doing his thing for years uh, up in Canada there. He's a Scottish guy, I think. So this is from the Times of Israel. This is not as recent as I would like. It's over a month old. Um, would like to show the video of the woman from Israel if YouTube still has it up. So, but first we'll just take a, take a quick look at this. Israel's gradual reopening from February 21. What you need to know. So it talks about the phases of, of reopening, um, education. Uh, without the green badge, malls, open shopping centers and markets, street corners, museums and libraries will be allowed to open uh, according to uh, the stringent purple badge. Houses of worship, I, I had not heard of the purple badge, just the green one. Houses of worship will also be permitted to open uh, with the green badge only for people who have received both doses of the vaccine plus one week 
and people who are, have recovered. So gyms, studios, cultural centers, uh, sporting events, fairs, houses of worship upon advanced registration, hotels uh, without dining rooms, the option for those under 16 with a negative test and swimming pools may open, restrictions on gatherings. Uh, 10 people inside, 20 people outside will take effect on February 19th, so it's already in effect. Let's go back and see if we can find something um, more recent and also if I'm able to um, to look at my history, sorry to bore all of you while I do this, but I really don't care too much right now. You can tune out if you want to. I want to find um, this this uh, Israeli citizen talking. She's she's talking about this is my history. She's talking about um, this this the draconian uh, system over there and and what's what it's creating, but. The New York Times actually did a decent, a decent, ran a decent article on the whole thing not too long ago. Um, I was hoping I could find it easily here. I mean, here's some stuff about protests and things like that. Uh, I love how they automatically include this fact check here. This is just annoys me to no end. Uh, let's see here. Green badges, Israel. Like I said, I was hoping to find something. I, I know that there's something more recent than this. It's getting a lot of negative press and maybe that's why they've stopped talking about it so much. Um, da, 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 da. But it was, it was uh, okay, maybe well, this is still three weeks ago, but whatever. let's see if the New York, good old New York Times will let us, uh, will open so I can look at it. So basically over there, they have over half their population already having received at least one dose of the two-dose vaccine regimen. Um, I don't know why this is running so slow, but it is what it is. So um, let's see if we can do this. This is a video, Israel left behind as Israel reopens, uh, what now for those who refuse vaccines? So we'll go ahead and click on that. Small and mute it during the stupid little advertisement and see if this is worth watching. So let's take a look. I'll listen. So this is an anti-vaccine protest. It says many here feel the government are trying to force the vaccine on them by denying them their freedoms granted to them. Uh, I don't feel like reading all that. Basically, what they're pointing out is that uh, excluding people from society who have not put an experimental vaccine into their body is wrong, and I agree with them. So 
I'm having all kinds of great luck today. Uh, normally, the New York Times doesn't ask me for a subscription, but I, you know, I'm not about to subscribe to them. So Israel vaccine two tier. All right. So this was from five days ago. Let's see if the Wall Street Journal will let me read any of this without subscribing. Not that much, but let's read the little bit that they have. So how Israel delivered the world's fastest vaccine rollout. This is from March 18, Tel Aviv. Uh, in the world's fastest coronavi uh, coronavirus vaccine rollout to date, Israel has given at least one shot to nearly 60% of his residents, a feat propelled by an ample supply of doses and an uncommon healthcare system that combi combines um, competition with tax-funded universal coverage. Israel, a small, wealthy nation with a young population, was uniquely qualified to confront the pandemic. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, had secured enough vaccine stocks by paying more, as well as by offering access to Israelis' personal health data to gauge the vaccine's effectiveness. Its healthcare system had the means to quickly deliver the shots into the arms of Israelis. Um, of course, what they don't go into here in the part that I can see is the social nudges, as some magazines like to call them. So let's see. This is probably super annoying. Sorry about that. It is what it is. And I don't even know if people can see this. Let's see if I can do it on. Nope, they're going to make me buy it. Well, that's really annoying. I encourage you to look up Israel's um, kind of ethical questions they're, they're, they're being faced with insofar as the green passport or the green, yeah, the immunity passport. So it hasn't been officially legislated yet into law, but the government is still allowing for the most part people to restaurants, hoteliers, um, uh, certainly healthcare workers to force it upon people in order to participate in society. And the, the health minister, let's see, health minister, Um, unvaccinated, left behind. Let's see if we get anything there. All right. So, um, left out. Many is uh, left out. Israeli vaccine refuseniks fear exclusion as economy reopens. I love how they phrase that, right? So Tel Aviv via routers. Israel has led the world in COVID-19 vaccination. Now it faces another challenge that occurs, uh, that other, uh, another challenge that other countries will have to grapple with. So stay tuned, because it's coming here. Uh, how to balance public health with the rights of the unvaccinated. I love how they, they just by saying it that way, they're putting us in, in a uh, negative category. Like we're ruining everything by asking reasonable questions and being critical thinkers. It's absolutely beyond the pale. <laughs> um, its decisions will affect every walk of life 
from schools to work and culture to worship. Half of Israelis have received their first shot and the country began reopening its economy this week after a year of lockdowns and remote working, but several activities have been deemed off limits to the unvaccinated, angering those who cannot get the jab for health reasons or refuse it as a matter of principle. Some employers already plan to ban unvaccinated workers from the office, which rights groups fear could cost them their jobs. Unions have suggested workarounds, such as COVID-19 tests every 72 hours. Can you imagine? Quote, I'm already at peace with the fact that I won't be invited to certain events or allowed into certain areas of entertainment. Hila are a business owner who is uh, skeptical of medical science and does not plan to get vaccinated. So I won't go, she said, and I won't patronize certain businesses either, not because I don't want to, but they do not want my business. Israel, where the vaccine rollout is fast, but not mandatory, is a world leader in inoculations. Other countries are likely to scrutinize its early experience to see how it addresses most, uh, mostly unanswered questions about balancing individual rights with obligations to public health. Quote, whoever does not get vaccinated will be left behind, Health Minister Yuli uh, Edelstein said, uh, warned in recent weeks. Edelstein made it clear that newly introduced perks for the vaccinated, including access to theaters, gyms, and resort areas along the Dead Sea are incentives to get inoculated. But some advocates and employers are concerned that parliament has not passed any new laws regulating workers' return to offices or offering protections for the unvaccinated, saying it will force employers to devise their own rules. Early discussions around guidelines and legislation point to employers, authorities, and courts putting public health concerns before individual demands. Um, Intel's mobile eye unit in Jerusalem says unvaccinated workers will, will not be allowed to come to the office as of April 4, but can work from home if their assignment allows. So basically, if you don't wanna get the vaccine and your assignment isn't one you can do from home, does that mean, I'm assuming that means you're, you're fired. The, com- the company estimates around 10% of its 1,500 employees will not get vaccinated. If, um, if they must come to the office, they will need to provide a negative PCR test, excuse me, uh, taken within uh, the prior 48 hours. Quote, it is our responsibility to make our offices a safe, safe place. The greater good, oh, I love that phrase, utility is so complicated. That is utilitarianism. When you start talking about that principle, the greater good. The greater good of our employees and their families trumps any other consideration. No, it doesn't, I don't think. Civil rights, a landmark study released on Wednesday showed that Pfizer and BioTech, BioNTech vaccine being used in Israel cut symptomatic cases among Israeli recipients by 94%. But some officials privately estimate that 10% of Israelis over 16, around 650,000 people, do not intend to get vaccinated. Even asking employees to share their vaccine status could violate medical privacy rights, some advocates say, with potential ramifications for civil liberties that may eventually be challenged in Israeli courts. The question is, how do we reopen the market, the economy, and life without harming people that cannot or would not get vaccinated? 
uh, said Sharom Abraham Weiss, executive director of the Association for Civil Rights in Israel, ACRI. It's uh, the vulnerable people, those that are, not, um, that are not unionized or temp workers or others who would bear the burden, she said, while calling for legislation. Business leaders have also called for new laws. The health ministry did not comment when asked if legislation offering job protection to the unvaccinated was being drawn up. Last I heard, that was not the case. Quite the opposite, actually, as in the UK. Some large trade groups have begun drafting policy guidelines for members, including the Manufacturers Association of Israel, which represents 1,800 companies employing almost half a million workers, which is a huge cohort if you think about it in a state as small as Israel. The group's members are, quote, not chasing people in the street to stick some syringes in their shoulders and force them to vaccinate, unquote, though they are doing everything they can to encourage it, the group's president, Ron Tomer, Tomer said. By, uh, but according to a legal opinion commissioned by the group and reviewed by routers, members, uh, routers, members may ask employees if they were vaccinated as a say, quote, safety measure, unquote, to prevent infecting others rather than as a request for personal medical information. Employers should take reasonable steps to allow unvaccinated staff to work from home or in separate bubbles. This is so ridiculous. But those who cannot do so um, can be sent on unpaid leave or as a last resort, fired, the opinion says. If you don't quote, if you don't want to take the injection, it's okay. The employee has a right to protect his privacy. But on the other hand, on the other side, there are the rights of the public, the employer, employers, the clients, the people that we give services to. Quote the opinions author, prominent employment attorney um, Nachum, Nachum Feinberg told uh, Routers, offering a potential workaround. Israel's largest labor union. Uh, Histodrops, not doing very good with the Hebrew this morning, so tired, suggested that unvaccinated workers who cannot work at home present negative coronavirus tests to their employers every 72 hours. Uh, matter of public health, Israel on Sunday launched a green pass system granting certain privileges to its citizens who have had both doses of the vaccine or have recovered from COVID-19. And one of its first real-time, real-life applications, only those carrying a government-validated certificate were allowed to attend a small open-air concert in Tel Aviv this weekend. Ooh, a little play date for the kiddies who were well-behaved. This reminds me of when I used to work with kids at the treatment center, you know, we'd have like a pizza party at the end of a good weekend or something like that. You know, uh, after all, uh, we were, were rewarding them. We wanted to entice them to behave well. Then again, we were talking about behaving well. They were children and then we're talking pizza. These people are talking about participation in fucking society. You cannot say that something is not compulsory, but also attach participating in the core functions of society to doing that thing. It is by proxy compulsory. If you tell me that, because it's not gonna, I'm not gonna even bother reading the rest of this. So I'll, leave it to whoever wants to read it. But it's not just about 
it's not just about not you know what you won't be able to do you know go to a restaurant go to a certain concert it's also about the social isolation um that comes with that that comes with the status of not being vaccinated or questioning uh the vaccine just in terms of um let's see if i can share this other thing here just in terms of uh what's in it you know um So, you know, I started to pull up this morning and look at just some of the basic guidelines for the Pfizer one, you know, uh, so some of the side effects some of the ingredients and people can look this up themselves. But I mean, you, you look, you, you go through this, okay. And it's, you know, 30 pages long. And how many physicians do you actually think read that? Right. Um, and it's also, you know, you, you have to have a certain level of knowledge, medical knowledge to be able to understand some of that stuff. So it's not that hard to ascertain that, uh, you know, as you go along certain definitions, but other things are, you know, tough to understand, but the information is all there. Um, so I, I'm not even going to bother going over it, kind of tired of doing them literally exhausted and I'm tired of doing that it falls on deaf ears and it will get me banned. So I, I advise that people go to the FDA website, look up this information. If I remember, we'll try to include a link. Um, this won't be posted on YouTube, but in the anchor one, and if I can get it up on Instagram, uh, I will post it there too, with a link for anybody interested in actually reading the vaccination insert. Uh, so big, big stuff there. So essentially what the article goes on to say is that the concern rightly so is the creation of a two tier society, which people like myself, not because I'm any kind of genius at all, but because I was paying attention, we were concerned about this all summer long. Um, let's see if I can find real quick here um social just a quick little magazine social nudges um vaccine um i think it's science mag uh science magazine yeah so this is from june 30. so let's go ahead and uh see if we can share that real quick And um, basically, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but essentially what they're debating here is, you know, what constitutes a vaccine being compulsory. And um, I, I, I wish I knew how to do the quick find feature on my on a, on a Mac, on my old laptop. It's easy. But what they they talk about at some point in here is the social nudges and how how important those are okay um safety concerns activists have uh embraced a plethora of other anti-vaccine messages 
uh, in May, a documentary style video called Plandemic reporting COVID-19 related deaths were exaggerated, which is true. Um, YouTube banned it, yada, yada. Let's see. Anyway. In the United States, let's see. But the most effective tools may lie outside the digital realm. Here we go. Real world nudges and infrastructure, such as phone call reminders to come in for a shot, may be more powerful than any social media campaign, Brewer said. Social media doesn't have, um, doesn't have quote, as much of as, uh, as an effect as you would imagine from the noise it's generating, he adds. I couldn't disagree more. Um, but there's another article here where they talk about the social nudges or I'm just uh, missing it. Um, I really want to find it, but again, I will link to this. I will link to this article and you can look for it yourself. Essentially what they're saying is, you know, compulsory is when you know, you got a, the military or a jackbooted thug kicking down your door and shoving a shot in your arm. You know, social nudges encouraging you to participate for the greater good and saying, if you fail to do that, that's fine. You're not in trouble, but you can't do A, B, and C. To me, that is compulsory because then where, did, where does it stop? Because, and the other thing is, like I said a moment ago, you haven't, it's not as if you've only created inducements for people who are hesitant or don't trust the vaccine for a myriad of different reasons, a host of different reasons. You've put them by, by way of the media uh, in a social situation that's extraordinary in terms of the pressure it exerts, in terms of the isolation that it creates, in terms of the stigma that it places. Um, it turns critical thinkers, you know, it, it turns them around, turns critical thinking up on its head. So instead of recognizing people like myself, not to toot my own horn, people much smarter than me, but instead of recognizing us as critical thinkers for asking the who, what, when, where, why, how, want more information, then I'll proceed, make an informed decision and proceed from there. Instead of that being, you know, applauded, we're placed in a category of essentially being, you know, science deniers, murderers, selfish, placing uh, the elderly at risk. Uh, uh, they, you know, the, they say anti-vaxxer as if you're a Holocaust denier. They say, um, incidentally, at, an, at a protest in Israel, Jewish citizens, actually uh, compared the green badge to the yellow star that they were forced to wear in um, Nazi Europe during World War II and, you know, in the Holocaust and the lead up to expulsion and things like that. Um, and of course, people said that was extreme, but that's what, that's, you know what, that's an apt comparison. That's really, it really is. It may make you feel uncomfortable. Um, but the reality is, is that you are stigmatizing and, and doing it on purpose. You're creating 
social policing on purpose you know so my my blog post from this morning you know not all that coherent like i said because i'm tired but here it goes ah. all right so uh and i'm sure this is going to get banned from tumblr if anybody even notices it the current state of affairs should alarm anyone who's paying attention and possesses even the most rudimentary understanding of what it means to apply traditional critical thinking skills. Of course, our ability to ascertain information and evaluate that information is being curtailed on a regular basis. And to make matters more dire, it's become abundantly clear that the old adage, the bigger the lie, the more they believe is accurate. It seems at this point, that almost daily, a new restraint on disseminating important information as a counterbalance to the mainstream narrative is put into place using the megaphones of society, that is social media. Since getting laid off from my job on October 9, 2020, I've had ample time to observe the world events, uh, uh, to observe the world and events around me in a more in more thorough detail, and thus I have been able to come to more thoughtful conclusions regarding the situation we find ourselves in after rigorous examination of multiple sources of information. Without a doubt, the violent protests over this summer, the incredibly biased media, the open hostility towards anybody that leans even slightly right of center and believes in individual rights and meritocracy, all served or should have served as affirmations of the warnings many of us were issuing. Those developments should have provided people like myself the necessary impetus to act before the developing system of control became inculcated in the minds of the people as the new social order. Instead, we failed to act, and so we find ourselves today in quite an unfavorable circumstance. In the beginning of the pandemic, it was merely annoying to people when we asked questions and sought information. We are now at the point where asking questions is a breath away from criminal. The writing was on the wall in the 2009 H1N1 pandemic. They hinted at that time, they hinted at drastic measures such as quarantines, localized lockdowns, and a form of compulsory vaccinations. The public was not receptive because the public recognized that while H1N1 shouldn't be minimized, it also did not pose a threat that warranted such curtailment of personal freedom and liberty. Over a decade later, fear has become the pandemic and has been from the start. Even the most intelligent conservative and libertarian public figures blindly accept, for the most part, draconian measures and compulsory vaccinations. Proponents of ridiculous measures such as, but not limited to, masking, social distancing, school closures, business closures, social policing, and much more justify the enforcement of the quote, new normal by pointing to the death toll and insisting that people who defy these measures are literally killing their fellow Americans. My older sister and my own mother are two of the most intelligent individuals I know. And I don't just say that because they're family, I say it because it's true. And yet pathos drives their thinking and decision-making regarding the pandemic. And the word of bureaucrats and government has become nothing short of gospel, despite the inconsistencies, the ever-changing guidelines, the nonsensical nature of the approach to the economy, the conflicts of interest, the outrageous corruption, and so much more. In a text message exchange with my sister, 
letting her know I planned to visit the state and wished to see her as we have not visited in over 18 months, my sister insisted that I participate in many of the aforementioned draconian measures, even in her own home. In fact, I wasn't to be allowed inside of her home, nor would I be permitted to hug her or my niece and nephew. When I expressed concern over what I believed to be a hyperbolic response, her reply was one I have heard again and again. Don't even go there. I have a friend whose mother just died of COVID, so I'm not going to have this conversation. A similar situation tragically occurred with a dear friend of my mother, who was a breast cancer survivor and contracted COVID-19. Despite being in a high-risk cohort, she survived. However, her husband, who had been a 9-11 first responder and was suffering from a lung disease, contracted COVID and passed away. I imagine it's quite possible that my sister's friend's mother was in a high-risk age group and may have also had a concomitant health issue. These factors should shape our response, but they don't. A decision was made from the beginning of this health crisis to create a daily emphasis on the death toll and a justification for measures unfathomable only months prior to any American and to many people around the world. It should be shocking to people just how quickly the citizenry gave up their rights and even worse began to treat those who questioned the narrative and the incremental totalitarianism as second-class citizens. Many people were expressing concern as early as April and May of 2020 that when the vaccine came, it would be forced. Members of my own family, my younger brother excluded, refused to believe this. Even in the summertime when prominent magazines started talking about social nudges to get people to take the shot when it was time. And so began the mantra of sorts appearing in mainstream publications. The vaccination is not mandatory, but you won't be able to participate in many functions of society if you do not get it. At this very moment, the state of Israel is practicing just such a policy with its green badge system. The United Kingdom, as well as other European countries, are moving forward with new laws which grant them extraordinary authority. Authority they have no right to grant themselves in the first place, and authority that is completely unwarranted. The mere discussion of the vaccine, of the vaccination, and its safety, or equally as dangerous, the discussion of the efficacy and necessity of face masks automatically places an individual into a most unpleasant social category. Instead of being seen as critical thinkers, we are castigated, chastised, and often likened to conspiracy theorists. Those of us who think critically have literally been presented to the American public as a cohort of individuals who are placing the lives of other Americans at risk with our selfishness. It is a cruel irony, the fact that the ones who are actually endangering society are the ones who are complicit with the draconian rules being put into place. It is the individuals who wear the masks while in their cars alone or yell at people in public for not wearing a mask and take the vaccination without any question while encouraging others to do exactly the same who are ruining society and ushering in a police state worse than anything we could have fathomed after September 11th, 2001. The individuals who are participating are effectively the government's boots on the ground to enforce an increasingly radical approach to micromanaging the lives of every citizen. For the moment, America 
in America, the propaganda, while incredibly powerful, is limited to inducements and extreme social pressure by way of fear, isolation, and ostracization. However, if the trends we're seeing in other so-called free societies are any indication, it will become far worse. The two-tier society will be in full effect in no time at all, should we allow this to continue. And it's true. The government does not have the personnel to adequately harass, identify, and punish every individual who wants to have a discussion about what goes inside of their body. Luckily, they've created a population that's more than willing to carry the torch for them. It's a remarkable thing even that even in my family, where I was the center of attention as a child due to a severe vaccination injury at the age of three, that there is a sharp divide regarding vaccination and utterly ridiculous measures, such as wearing personal protective equipment inside a family member's home, or more ridiculous still, the banning of hugs. And don't even try to encourage people to look at statistics for influenza in 2020 and 2021, where they would see a dramatic decline in reported influenza cases. You see, information like that could actually lead to an academic discussion. Furthermore, it's pointless to even try to broach the subject of what constitutes someone dying from COVID. It has become pure heresy to even suggest that the numbers have been inflated when there is clear evidence that they have. People cannot seem to handle the notion that COVID-19 is real, but it's being blown wildly out of proportion on purpose. What we seem to have is a man-made crisis by way of an out outrageous, albeit planned, reaction to a novel virus, which is being used quite openly as the chief justification for completely changing all systems around the world. This is no secret, and it's been touted as the Great Reset. All one has to do is take, to, take some time to review the core tenets of the World Economic Forum's Global Reset, where the leaders are quite clear about the opportunity the virus has provided them. I suspect that it would be too overwhelming for people. Perhaps it would simply be too much to learn that we destroyed our society unnecessarily, gave up what little freedoms we had left along with our privacy, blew out the national debt, fed an already out of control opioid epidemic, fed an already out of control mental health epidemic, and deepened the national divide. And we did all of this needlessly and unquestioningly. No, people would much prefer going on with the lie. And I can't say that I blame them. Because the truth is that I really can't say that I blame them. I mean, after all that time, how can you possibly admit, admit even in the face of overwhelming evidence that you've been wrong, you know? Um, like I said in a video that I made last night, I didn't end up, I posted it, but then I took it down because it was really, I was really bumming out and it was really depressing. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. That's how exhausted I, I am. Um, anyway. The lie. Oh, what it was. Okay. Gosh, awful broadcast today. <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a pragmatist at heart. You know, um, I was joking around that I was watching, but I was seriously watching this fantastic re rebuttal um, 
to a to a, a flat earther because I think the people who push the flat earth are ridiculous. Um, hate to say it, some of them fall within my circle of friends, people I love dearly, incredibly intelligent people, people perhaps smarter than me, and yet they believe this thing. Um, I I guess what I'm trying to to say is is that I'm about asking questions. I'm about being a pragmatist and that has become criminalized. It is almost insufferable to be in a situation, which we knew this was coming, but still, it's still tough to see it playing out, to be in a situation where all you're doing is trying to add balance, healthy balance to a, to a, a debate on how to handle a situation. And you are marginalized, criminalized. And like I said, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the social part. You know, and I'm not even talking about not being able to go to a concert unless you're vaccinated, which is bad, or a restaurant, which is bad. I mean, those things suck, but I can live with all of that. The divide that has been created intentionally that extends even into our homes is what's most remarkable to me. And it's only going, it seems by all measure, that it's only going to get uh, worse. Um, so that was the big story I wanted to touch on yesterday because obviously there has been protests across Europe. Um, there were protests in Dublin, Ireland, I believe. Um, there are, there is a new, I saw uh, a response from someone in Reddit. Um, let's see if I can pull it up, if I can find it, uh, that they were talking about, I don't remember the initial message itself, but um, they were talking about the activity going on in um, the UK. So this person says, I am also in the UK. We have been on and off lockdown for a year. But when we haven't been in lockdown, there has been mostly uh, fairly strict restrictions. Last year, the rules seemed to change very frequently. So it was a bit of a mess. He goes on to say, I think it's now obvious that we are uh, one of the most one-sided national medias in the world. He's talking about the BBC. He said, no alternatives are ever offered. The vaccination rates here are very high and almost everyone can't wait to get it, mostly because it has been suggested strongly by the media that they won't be able to travel without it. Again, you can't say that it's not compulsory if you're literally tying it to freedom of movement. I mean, are you gonna be able to enter a grocery store? Where do you draw the line? You know, um, my guess is they're gonna restrict whatever they can to get you to do it whatever they can. And it, it might take a while to get to that point, but they know all the while that as they increase the limitations or the social nudges, that at the same time, a, the different side of the social nudges will be taking impact too, being in, increasing uh, in terms of pressure at an exponential rate. And that is the, the social policing. Right. So at the same time where they're saying, you know, all right, now you can't do this. And in addition, you can't do this. 
they know that the public at large is going to be like, come on, what's wrong with you people? What's it going to take for you to get on board and participate? And then they're just going to cast them aside altogether. That's what I think. Um, I wish I could find this video of this woman from, from Israel. Um, I had recorded some of it myself. Um, of course, then Krispy Kreme is also, by the way, running a promotional here, which is really sick. Uh, Krispy Kreme, that COVID-19 vaccination offer, you know, for a year, every day you'll get a free donut if you go into them and show them a certificate that you've gotten your vaccination. I mean, this is just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sick and weird. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see if I can find this, this woman's name. Uh, um, it's Rachel, Alana Rachel Daniel. So let's bear with me here if you're even there and let's see real quick if we can find her Alana Rachel Daniel. I already explained that wrong. Ah, she just pops right up. She must be making waves over there. Um, or she's prominent figure. All right. So let's go ahead. And for more and share the screen so that y'all can see. And let's go ahead and check this out. On the Green Pass plan of the government, we're joined by Ilana Rachel Daniel. She's a candidate and the English spokesperson for the Lope Party, campaigning in the upcoming elections as Israel's new health ministry that also opposes the Green Pass system. Um, so thanks for I love coming the dude on. With the mask uh, you may in the background. see that around the world, there doesn't seem to be any safe way of opening the economy or the school system. And uh, the only way that we see to, to, to do that safely is to open it to people who have been vaccinated. The new details coming uh, from the health ministry that it's preventing 95% of sickness among people who are vaccinated and 99% among uh, of mortality among people are vaccinated. What is your alternative plan to that? I think that there, hello, I think that there's any uh, myriad of uh, alternative ways to open up the economy. I think that what we're discussing is a well-known, historically risky technology that has zero long-term existing safety studies mm -hmm. and it does not even have FDA approval. So to move forward as if this is our only option is is, is simply not, um, is not backed up by science. There's a number of different ways that we could talk about that we haven't begun to discuss of prophylactic and acute treatments in order to safely open up the economy for everyone. Well, the vaccine does have FDA approval no, and there haven't no, been doesn't. any significant- No, it, it doesn't. She's it right. has FDA authorization, right. emergency authorization. These people it is can't not shit on that. their All vaccines go through usually. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that authorization it was went over by many, many doctors and health officials that deemed it to be safe and being treated on thousands and thousands of people. It hasn't- I'm pause this real quick and say, and also, Many, 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 many doctors, many, 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 many doctors who reject the doctors that are proponents of that, that say the emergency youth authorization is all that you need, that you're A1, that it's okay. 
you know uh, i'm not saying that one set is right and one set is wrong what i'm saying is there's no balance in the argument there's no debate there's one group that's like this is the way it is and the other group is uh getting their medical licenses pulled for what for having a healthy reasonable debate for being pragmatist for being logicians for being actual doctors any significant side effects uh, especially when you compare it to the amount of people who we can see with our own eyes who are dying or who are uh, getting really ill with coronavirus it seems like surely that must be the far better alternative uh, than not being vaccinated because of some potential side effect that we, we can't really see in in the data that we but have I'm not I'm not sure that that's true that we don't really see because I have not seen a real clear published data of, of any adverse reactions. If you look at the VAERS, which is a, uh, used in the um, CDC in the United States, we see a list of more than 650 people who died and um, more than 1,000, maybe 500 who had serious injuries. So we actually haven't seen here the data of, of what sort of adverse reactions happen. Uh, we have been reported. Uh, we know that there's outside of whatever people are turning to for, for medical attention, uh, there's no follow up. There's no list of side effects to look out for and who to call to report for them. So, uh, you know, it's it's not really based on, on, on solid material to be able to go ahead and create a second class citizenry before our very eyes um, on the basis of, of, of wishful thinking. Well, your party, your campaigning as the alternative health ministry, uh, that's also something that a lot of people may seem as problematic, that you're challenging how like patronizing that, a health is authority this of shit. the government that employs dozens and dozens of, uh, of doctors and health officials who have gone what over all this information. Man. And you essentially are saying, no, listen to us. We're replacing them in this campaign. No, dude, you're saying, forget you are essentially placing her in a category saying that, you know, she doesn't know shit. Her party's small. How dare she? She's questioning the signs. Oh my goodness. Wow. It, like I said, it's beyond the pale. I mean, it's part of it's my fatigue because I didn't sleep well last night. I mean, but lately I literally, uh, and for someone who can't ever shut up, this is a quite a feat. I just, I'm at a loss of words sometimes. First of all, this dude is so smug. Uh, but, you know, he's no worse, um, maybe even a little more tolerable than, you know, your journal, your, your anchors here in America. You know, I, I certainly will take him to um, to freaking Brian Stelter's fat ass or Don Lamone and his just I, I mean, did any any of these people. But they're doing their job, you know, they're doing their job. Um, I don't know if it's as easy to say replacing science is a dynamic living entity. You have to, it's not an ideology that you hold to. It's something that you have to learn and keep learning and mm -hmm. change your, um, your uh, implementation and policy accordingly on a daily basis. And, and because there's only, there's a few group of scientists. Yeah. Anti-vaccine party. Right. So, I mean, again, like I said in my blog post, except for I was applying it to America, like the media is presenting anybody with critical thinking skills, anybody brave enough to have a conversation, you know, uh, 
they're putting them in this category that they know is stigmatizing, that they know is going to um, damage them. They know that, you know what I mean? They're doing it on purpose. Uh, it's foul, it's disgusting. Uh, but the propaganda is just, it's unbelievably powerful. Really one is. thing we have to look She's at the brave. others who have honestly the, the history of mRNA technology is is really rather bumpy and it's it's decades long and there's a huge discussion and I think the argument here is not don't take this injection I the argument is is purely a human rights one which is we all get to choose my bodily autonomy is the most essential of human rights and I get to make that risk benefit analysis, right. I get to see all the science before me, all the options of treatment, and then I get to choose what's best for me and for my children. And, and that's really the entirety of the argument, is not don't use this treatment and yes, use this one, it's let's look at it all, let's keep growing and let's keep adding and enriching okay. that knowledge. All right, well, uh, thank you uh, so much for, for coming on the show. And would you reevaluate your position, though, if you see in uh, several more months' time that there's no adverse effects uh, from the vaccine? I would love to see the science really clearly. And again, vaccines take longer than a decade. So in a few months' time, we'll know more, but we won't know long-term safeties. Okay. But yes, we have to move. You know what? I mean, and the other thing is what makes... God, the, the anchors, uh, what, a, what, a, what a pathetic loser, man. I think the other thing that is really just astonishing here, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to touch on one more thing if I remember it and sign off because I'm just not all there. Um, what's really astonishing is like, you know, that they're treating this like people are, you know, rolling out in body bags all the time, you know? Um, like, it is remarkable to me remarkable to me i just it, it i am i'm astounded routinely routinely that there you would think that we have the fucking like hemorrhagic or whatever ebola running through like that people are like dying in the streets and that is not happening but that's the way we're reacting especially with the worldwide effort to vaccinate i mean just think about it. I mean, if people just stop and actually use their powers of observation to look around, to, to assess the situation, I'll give you one example. And um, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, so I'm not going to give specifics. But in the beginning of all this, there was um, an argument made by somebody I know. Maybe they're in my family. Maybe they're not. Um, and they were like, so-and-so's funeral home business has never been so booming. And I don't want to hear that, you know, the death rates, it turned out, you know, cause death announcements are, are public uh, by and large, you know, it's usually not specific. It says, you know, our dear so-and-so was called back to heaven or whatever, you know, but there's an obituary announcement, a death announcement most times. Long story short is it turned out that that funeral homes competition, I hate to say it that way, had vanished prior to the onset of the pandemic their two biggest competitors for reasons i don't i don't know of maybe they just closed i don't know but they closed and so people were using the services of this funeral home it's was easy to look at the increase in numbers and the timing and be like uh you know and yes there were people that were dying as a result of contracting 
COVID who had concomitant health issues who were like 80 years old. You were seeing those people. But you were also seeing an increase in patronage to this funeral home simply because there was no alternative. And we know for a fact, it's not disputable, that when in doubt, when it's possible that COVID could have even been part of the reason for the death, that they were listing it and still are, I think, as the, as the cause of death. Um, now it's funny that guidelines change all the time. Now it's three feet for kids in schools, doesn't have to be six feet. And uh, they change the testing thresholds and nobody, nobody bats an eye at that. And then everything starts to change and people react to that and the population moves and sways to that information. Uh, without saying, I wonder if that has to do with the announcement that they just made that they lowered the threshold or they increased the threshold or they said this or they did, you know, they're, the WHO and the CDC have been wildly inconsistent. Dr. Fauci has been wildly inconsistent. It just, it blows me away. We are, we're, we're either, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just a case where we're so fucking dumb. We deserve what we're, what we're going to get, you know? Um, I, I made a piece uh, I, I didn't get to post because YouTube grounded me before I could post it, but I was doing, it was on critical thinking and it was simply comparing the Socratic method with the new, ta uh, new method uh, advocated by a guy named, I think, uh, Michael Caulfield. Um, and it was an article outlined, thankfully, in the opinion section of the New York Times. I forget the author's name, but I can easily look it up. And system called SIFT. Um, and essentially, basically, what it is, is it, it lays waste to actual critical thinking. And so the tenor of the article, the, the mood of it is essentially like, like, don't spend too much time on this information. Here's the sources you go to. Here's how to, here's how to save time in a fast-paced world where there's lots of information coming at you. Um, and it essentially ditches the time-tested, enduring proven method to test an idea, a hypothesis or whatever. Just wild, you know? So it's like uh, both covertly and overtly, they're like doing everything they can to get people to simply not think about this, whether it be out of fear, whether it be, you know, out of brainwashing, whether it be out of just teaching you how to not think and believe the experts in front of you as if they're, um, like I said in my blog post, you know, their word is like gospel all of a sudden. Uh, anyhow, um, I will try to include that link as well. It's a New York Times article. Um, and um, really, that is a wrap for today. Y'all stay safe and remember to use your fucking heads we're in some deep shit here and we can still get out of it but we don't have much time left seriously it's not a joke we're fucked if we don't do something so we need to we need to move people or we're gonna lose everything Hope, hopefully that's clear maybe uh you can call me all kinds of names but when it happens i'm gonna say what i always say we'll end on this note I don't want to fucking hear your tears. I don't want to hear you whine and bitch and complain. I don't want to hear you say that 
you should have done this A, B, and C. I don't, I'm not going to be interested. I don't fucking care. I don't. I don't. Have a blessed day.